Hello, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and today I have Lane Goolsby here with me. Hey, Lane, how's it going? How you doing, Danny? Great, great. So you've been heads down for the last couple of months, uh, going and um, helping some folks out with, uh, let me say, refactoring code. Is that a nice way of saying it? Yeah, that's a pretty nice way of saying it. Um, <laughs> we had a, a pretty large customer engage us for a completely unrelated project in the uh-huh. course of events. They, they learned that I had some uh, some skills with Angular, so they kind of pulled me into the fold of another project that was having some pretty painful issues. Oh yeah, code fragmentation, code fragmentation, code anti-patterns, uh, pretty much every bad habit you can think of in the book, they had it. So they they rolled me into the project to try to help clean it up, try to get it onto the straight and narrow. And we got it mostly the way there. And then they had another project come along that needed more help. So I've kind of been a gun for hire lately. Nice. It's kind of fun, actually. It's been, yeah, it's been, it's been really interesting, really challenging. It's been a lot of fun. That's great, great. I think uh, when I did code, which really I don't know if you would call what I did coding, it probably had more to do to, with anti-patterns than patterns. <laughs> 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 oh, well. Well, well. speaking about um, Angular, I know, um, so I, I don't, I, I won't claim to know anything at all about Angular 2. All I've seen is a couple of Yammer posts saying, hey, it's I guess it's come out in its final version of Angular 2. Is that correct? I believe it went gold last week. Okay. And so yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident it's now officially gold. I've been playing with it now for a couple of months. I've got a little, little passion project on the side that's completely ridiculous and, and has absolutely no benefit in the real world. But it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while and just kind of do something the way I wanted to do it. Nice. And I started doing it with Angular 2. Yeah, I did it with one of the early release candidates, and I've kind of gone through some of the iterations of them doing break fixes and all this other kind of stuff. It's been really interesting. I'm really excited to see what Angular 2 does now that it's gone gold. Um, It's significantly different than uh, Angular 1. Okay. Uh, if for nothing else, the old Angular 1.x models of having factories and services, which always confused the living daylights out of me. I never could get it straight, even though I've been messing with Angular now for two, maybe three years now. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, to this day, do not have it straight what exactly the difference between the service and the factory is. So the good news is in Angular 2, that alone right there, that's gone. There, it, now everything's a service. That's fantastic. That alone right there is worth the price of admission. Nice. Um, what I what I yeah what I really like though about Angular 2 is how they are really emphasizing the object orientation of the framework itself. That's something that I, at least with the the second to last project that I was on, I think that was something that a lot of developers don't really quite get. They they kind of think of JavaScript as being a procedural language because for the most part for the last 20 years it's pretty much been procedural and there's edge cases and caveats and exceptions to that statement, but um, there's definitely the newer versions of, uh, uh, sorry, somebody just interrupted me. No worries. (laughs) No worries. Yeah, what's that old thing? What's that old thing about uh, it takes 20 minutes to get uh, refocused back on (laughs) that? Come back to me, Lane. Come back to me. Keep focused here. Where was I? Um, sorry. So with uh, the old 
uh, JavaScript frameworks and the old JavaScript way of doing stuff, it was very procedural. You know? yeah. jQuery kind of made it a little bit object-oriented, but even then it was really super easy to fall in the procedural bear trap of just do this, then do this, then do this, and then display a result, and that was the end of the day. Um, Angular 1 did a really good job of providing you a framework to do object orientation, but it was really easy, again, to fall into old habits and do procedural programming with, with Angular, mm -hmm. and it caused massive code fragmentation, spaghettification, obfuscation. I mean, every possible Asian you can imagine, <laughs> uh, it did it. If it was negative, you could do it with Angular 1. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, so with Angular 2, they're, they're pushing hard for TypeScript, which I think is fantastic. I've, I'm, I'm only scratched the surface with TypeScript, but, and this is a debate that's been going on for years and years and years. Um, I myself, I am in the, the structured uh, strong type language camp. I mm -hmm. enjoy being in a strong type language. I think there's massive benefit for it. Um, I do see the advantage of, of generics and having you know non-strong non typed interfaces and things of that nature. Um, I definitely think that there's a case for them, but I think that they should be the exception and not the rule, whereas a lot of hardcore old-school JavaScript developers, especially those that come from the open source world of Python and other languages like that, they enjoy the freedom of being in a non-type language, and I completely get it, but just this past Saturday, I spent the better part of two hours debugging this, a bug that turned out to be something that if I had been in a strong type language, the compiler would have told me instantaneously yeah. that I was trying to use an array as an object. Yeah, so and it, is that ahead. is that so that that's the is that the the primary benefit you see with strong types is you'll catch it earlier on, you'll catch the bug earlier on? Exactly. It yeah. it opens up other potential bugs, but they're rare. They're they're less frequent if you're gonna have these you know, object uh, mismatch type exceptions mm -hmm. like what I had on Saturday. And that's fairly common. It's, it's, I think everybody that's done any type of JavaScript development for more than six months has run into at least one of those type of bugs or something mm -hmm. mismatch like that, that a compiler would have caught instantaneously. So I think that's where the advantage of TypeScript is going to come in, is that TypeScript allows you to, to have guardrails with a compiler that will tell you that there's problems but because it does uh, transpile into uh, JavaScript, it is still possible to potentially do those monkey patching, uh, yeah. non-stripe type, non-strong type uh, hacks that you can do. And I, I, yeah, I call them hacks because I do think they're hacks. When I see somebody overriding a, a property with a function so they can get different functionality, that to me is a hack. Mm -hmm. But that's because I, I cut my teeth on C sharp, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is this um, so the and again being not knowing very much about Angular two, are you using it for creating like mobile apps or what's what's the prime? Is it is um, just at a high level? Um, that's it's funny that you asked that because yeah. that's actually something that I started looking at last night. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm really confused about what's going on with the the mobile development world right now. Not because it's confusing, just because it's so in flux, right? Soft purchasing Xamarin, uh -huh. all the different. There's always been the battle of if you wanted to go with the uh, full thick client or if you wanted to go with um, the mobile interface, kind yep. of like what we did with uh, with popcorn, uh, the chatter that yeah, with popcorn, yeah. Uh, where you got that mobile interface through an app. 
both approaches have their significant pros and cons. Yeah. Um, I'm really intrigued by the Xamarin approach um, and that, for that little pet project that's going to have a mobile aspect. So that's kind of one of the things I'm thinking I'm probably going to do is go with Xamarin just to, for lack of a better way to say it, just to kick the tires. Nice. Um, yeah, just, just so I can, you know, okay, there's a checkbox that I can check. and I've done that. I can now speak intelligently about it, or at least somewhat intelligently about well, it. Well, I'll be ready to put you on a Xamarin project as soon as you're ready to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the challenges that I like about being a consultant is yeah. that's usually the way we learn something. <laughs> we the sharks, and either we sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well, we're, it's constantly a challenge to stay uh, ahead of, uh, you know, sort of what's coming out. That's, that's, the, that's, that's difficult to do, but it, um, if you have people who love learning new things, that's really important. Uh, so that, that, that definitely helps with that. So. Yeah, that's one of the things that messing with all these Angular frameworks and doing all this stuff with the newer model of doing development, like using Gulp and NPM and all this other kind of stuff, which is, not something that traditionally our SharePoint centric folks have done yeah. at all over the last ever. So um, learning this kind of thing has kind of reignited that old passion that we used to have back in, I used to have back in the days before I got heavily into the Microsoft stack, especially SharePoint, mm-hmm. of doing the, the true web development, you know, getting in and actually dealing with the HTTP server and dealing with all the low level code handling the postbacks and actually responding to different HTTP response codes and handing back different response codes and all that kind of stuff that you do in the web API layer that you know, for the most part when you're doing a SharePoint, SharePoint abstracts all that away from you. Yeah. It was nice at the time, but I've lost track of some of that. And yeah. Being on this project that I'm on now, they're, they're doing a lot of that. It's really invigorating to get back into the guts of things again. Mm-hmm. Getting close. Nice challenge. Getting closer to the metal, right? exactly exactly nice and what is so what is angular 2 um what does angular 2 mean to the typical sharepoint developer or is it something that they're looking at right now to add to sort of their toolbox of things that they can rely on or any sort of thoughts on on what it what it means to you know the typical sharepoint project uh, sharepoint development project we might be going on well, I think with Microsoft's edict that nothing is going to be server side anymore, yeah. or at least not with the, the cloud versions, and preferably with the on-premise as well. I think looking at frameworks like Angular is pretty much a no-brainer for anybody. You've got to look at something like that: uh, Angular, Bootstrap. Um, I mean, if you want to get kind of basic, uh, Aurelia is another really interesting one. I'd like to kick the tires on it a little bit when I get a chance. Knockout, although Knockout's kind of lost some favorability over the years. Backbone, all those other kind of JavaScript frameworks, you've got to use something like that. You don't have to. You could sit mm-hmm. down and write your own. Um, if you are really masochistic or statist, <laughs> depending on where you are in the, the hierarchy of the org chart, um, you could write your own kind of framework, but why do it? I mean, this takes yeah. a lot of the work out of it for you. SharePoint's gotten a gotten very good at having a REST interface over the years. Uh, the 2010 REST interface was not so great, but the 2013 was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear there's equal improvements in the 2016 one. So, you know, we've got a decent REST stack now that we can call against. Um, we've got the ability to do hosted apps. We've got the ability to do all of the 
the cool shiny things that we used to do back in the day. So um, I think, especially I just saw yesterday that uh, you can now do uh, uh, system updates using CSOM, which is something that was always missing in the CSOM stack and being able to do system updates. So that way we don't trigger the modified date to get updated and we can update uh, list items of somebody else. And things like that, Microsoft's always improving that REST interface, so yeah. or at least the CSOM interface. So having these JavaScript frameworks just makes life significantly easier for everybody involved. Awesome. Angular to me, Angular to me is the best one out there. I've used Knockout, I've used Backbone. I haven't used Aurelia yet, mainly because it just went gold a month ago now, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and out of all of them, at least to me, Angular was the closest thing that I found to what I would feel every C-sharp developer who's ever worked on the server side could walk into Angular and have a good bearing of what direction up is within uh, half a day to a day. Yeah. Yep. Any resources that somebody who's just getting started with Angular 2, I suppose there's just a, the, this, um, it's a documentation site for it, but any other sort of res resources that are out there that have been helpful to you? Google's probably the best one, as trite yeah. as it is to say that. It really is the best one. Yeah. And actually, the uh, Angular.io, I think, is the new site now, um, the new Angular 2 site that they've got. I always Google for it. It's actually really good. Their, their quick launch and their tutorials are fantastic, and they're nice and detailed. They're not generic Hello World type apps like they yeah. used to be. They've got this uh, House of Heroes or Hall of Heroes app that you build from scratch. I think it cuts off right when it starts to get good. Mm -hmm. They start doing HTTP interceptors and they start talking about the HTTP interceptors and how to use the REST interfaces. And that's kind of where they stop. And to me, that's where it's just starting to get good. Nice. Um, so I would have liked to have seen another step or three after that kind of showing more examples. I think they kind of left us a little wanting on it, but the documentation there, they're building on it every time. So, you know, maybe by three months from now, there might actually be step eight, nine, and 10. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good site. Plural site is also a really good site. I know that it keeps coming up in a lot of conversation. Uh, they've got some decent tutorials out there. Uh, that's probably the best one. Right. That and just playing with it. Stack Overflow is probably your best best bet anymore for answering questions. That's great. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. I know you've been busy and we, we tried coming up with a subject and I think this is a great one because a lot of people are taking a look at Angular too. And so um, all these little insights that you've given will, will really help them out. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this, Lane. Yeah, and you're quite welcome. And I definitely see Angular being a consuming topic of most of our bandwidth for yeah. the foreseeable future as well. Nice. Yeah, I've already yeah just saw a couple of uh, internal Yammer posts on it, so I thought maybe it'd be good to to take something and get it out into our um, onto our website. So thank 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 you for but you were the first person I prodded into doing this, so I appreciate you doing it. <laughs> Hopefully, so, I didn't butcher too. <laughs> no, I, th I think you'll listen. You'll listen to this months from now and say, Danny. Uh, why do I ever take this? Why, why do I let him talk me into it? I just don't understand. But uh, no, I think it's great. I think it's for a primer's purpose. This will be great. So thank you. Thanks, Lane. And, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.